Hey, welcome to another episode of Doctor Tactics with your host, Button and Deer. Beep, 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 beep. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Top Tier Tactics, where we are practicing social distancing in the facility. But how are you? Very distant. Very distant. This is our first podcast where we are not officially together, and I don't know how to feel about it. I'm, I'm crying inside right now. Yeah, it feels weird it's, how I'm not staring at you, ready to debate, argue, and fight you on every single topic. It's 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 weird, you know what I mean? But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm drinking a vanilla Coke, you know? I know you're probably jealous. Just uh, I'm actually extremely jealous. That was so rude of you I'm to say. Just, I, had, I had to throw it out there for you. Wow, that that hurts on a spiritual level. That's what I do. But you know what hurts more on a spiritual level? What? Uh, watching teams draft on draft day. Oh my God, are we gonna do losers first or winners first? Because God, it was <sighs> it was very interesting for for one team particular on on my end that I'm very excited to talk about. You know, just for the fun of it. Because a lot of people want to go over winners first. Yeah, let's go over losers first. Oh, let's, I let's love flip it. The can I can I start this? I'll let you start it off, please. Oh my God, the Green Bay Packers. Let's just get into that. <laughs> like right right away. I mean, Ouch. my first question is: When you're a GM in the NFL, yes, Jordan Love is a quote unquote talent, whatever you want to call it. You have Aaron Rodgers, and you have not drafted a wide receiver in a decade in the first round, even more. When are you going to give this Hall of Fame quarterback some talent is my question. It's crazy. Like the, he, he, he was on an interview. What is it? Like two hours before the draft. And he said, I really hope they draft a skill position. Was I mean, they did. He, he Technically. He was? <laughs> yeah, he, he was on an interview two hours before the draft of the I believe in like the Pat McAfee. I don't remember which one. Uh, and then he said, I'd really love it if they draft a skill position player. The, I mean, the dis- they did technically draft a skill position. Yeah. The, the disrespect is, <sighs> is, is amazing. And the only way they can kind of change this is if they go out and get Antonio Brown. And that it hurts to say. But they need – like, I don't see how they're going to make up for it unless they make a big trade for a wide receiver, which they won't, or they get Antonio Brown, which which they won't. Because they should have drafted a wide receiver. This is a very deep wide receiver class. At least draft someone in the second round. But, I mean, they went, they went a different way. They went a different way with it. It was a complete 180 from what I was going for. I know the Niners took their number one option. At wide receiver and Brandon. Oh, Ayuke. really? So yes, that's that was said to be their number one receiver. Once he was gone, they decided to go for Jordan Love, who was apparently number two on their board. Uh, I I can't fathom this pick. I mean, it, this pick tells me two things. One, they're already thinking about getting rid of Aaron Rodgers, whether they think he's just not good enough anymore past his prime, or they're just gonna. You know, accelerate the process of moving on quarterbacks. Two, this tells me is that Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers absolutely hate each other, and Matt Lafleur wants another quarterback. I do not understand. He is a 36-year-old quarterback that is 
has been an MVP and an MVP with like no talent around him. He's been good every year. You know, he's had his injuries here and there, but he's 36 years old. Drew Brees is 41. Tom Brady is 42. You got another five to six years, in my opinion, with Aaron Rodgers, and his arm is stronger than Brees and Tom Brady. So I don't see what is going on. People keep saying, oh, think about Brett Favre when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. That's that's completely different, in my opinion. Absolutely different. You know, you Brett Favre was already on the verge of retiring then, and then he was having his whole moments of retiring in the offseason, not retiring. Yeah, and then. he – yeah, he had he had his different. issues, but but Jordan Love was not a quarterback one that could have been number one overall that dropped all the way down to the twenty six pick. Jordan Love was a guy who wasn't even top four for some people's quarterback board. So I, I don't see that comparison for drafting Aaron Rodgers from Brett Favre there to Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. I, to me, I don't see it at all. I don't. I don't see it at all. And this this team, I, I went from probably to playoff to deep playoff run team to maybe scraping by. I think a lot of the teams in the division got a lot stronger while they kind of stayed stagnant. Yeah, and I mean, it. I don't know, man. It it, it was absolutely ridiculous that they did that. I was for sure thinking they were going to at least help him out, but. Second round, I was like, okay, maybe they're going wide receiver, or wide receiver here, right? No, they go so. A.J. Dillon, Boston College running back. And I'm a fan of A.J. Dillon, but my grade was a third to fourth rounder. And Aaron Jones, we all know that me and you are not the biggest fans of Aaron Jones. Exactly. Um, but there is – running backs on free agency, you can find running backs. And Aaron Jones is doing fine over there. I would have went wide receiver to at least help him out in some sort of way. I just don't understand their draft in a whole, pretty much. I, I, I'm, I'm completely with you there. I have no idea what they were thinking. I kind of want to compare them to the Patriots. Uh, pa- yeah. Patriots draft. It was so it was so bad you couldn't even say their name. They did the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because they went with the biggest need of wide receiver and quarterback, and I feel like they didn't address either of those. I I will I'll agree, man. I mean, they went safety Kyle Duggar in the second. Uh, They went outside linebacker Josh Uche uh, in the second again. But there there's not a wide receiver on this. You got two tight ends in the third round, you know, (laughs) a guard, offensive tackle, linebacker. There's not even a wide receiver on the board. Um, Nikhil Harry, I guess they think he's going to be that outside receiver and Edelman in that slot. Um, But they need, they needed weapons in my opinion. Unless they believe that Antonio Brown is going to get cleared of everything and then decide to come back to the I Patriots. don't think uh, – I mean, do you really think they will bring Antonio Brown back after he wanted to sue them to get his money back? I mean, I'm not hiring anyone who wants to sue me after they got in trouble 
and couldn't play. You know what I mean? Especially when they don't even have anybody it, it, to throw it to me. Yeah, it's a fair point. Who is – how are you going to start Stidham is, is my question. They're not going to. They're not going to. They'll make something happen. I mean, the, I mean, right now we have Andy Dalton. He just got released. Cam yeah. Newman's still available. They have no salary cap, by the way. Right now, according to over the cap, they have oh five million. God. That is before signing. That's before signing the draftees. So they still have to sign the draft. So they literally they're going to have to cut some people to make some moves. Um, Andy Dalton. They're, I'm they're, glad you mentioned Andy Dalton on that aspect. I mean, he. I think he would be actually a good fit for the Patriots. I mean, uh, just to at least get a stopgap to get them moving again. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what your opinion is on it, but I I don't understand the Pats draft. And just so bad. No. It was wild. I don't – I don't – Bill Belichick is probably the best head coach to ever play, but he is one of the bottom-tier coaches when it comes to drafting. Uh, You can't really think of any player that has stuck on that team their whole career that started out on their team in the draft. The only person I can think of is Tom Brady, who's gone now, Edelman. and then uh, Edelman, and then maybe, maybe Devin McCoy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he, they've had people that they've drafted that put into spots here and there, but, I mean, it makes it a lot easier when you have a franchise quarterback every year for the last 14 years. You know, and you're, and you're, yeah, they, they got, they got you're winning out. championships, so veterans want to come for a minimum pay to try to get a championship ring. You know what I mean? It's going to be a different ball game in Boston. Mm -hmm. I know people keep saying that they are not going to be six and 10 or whatever it is. I I am. I think they are. I I don't see this team getting close to the playoffs. In my opinion, I think six and 10 is, is probably around where they're going to be. And that's it. I, I don't know how you're feeling on that. I mean, the team struggled last year, and that defense was immensely yeah. dominant on not only forcing turnovers, stopping points, but they created their I, own points. They didn't need the. I mean, you could even you could so, even I mean, argue that they were one of the best defenses in the front first eight games of uh, the season, almost ever. You know what I mean? Just putting up points for their offense on a regular basis. And that yep. was with Tom Brady. At the helm of the offensive side. Now he's gone. Now the defense is going to have to put up their own points because we don't know if the Patriots offense can. Yeah. It, it is absolutely ridiculous. So I, you mentioned a guy that I have on my dynasty team, Cortland Sutton. Uh, too many mouths to feed. Yes. Uh, I am a little concerned about Cortland Sutton. You know, I think he's, it, you know, it, it is a fair. I'm glad you put it on there so we can at least have a conversation about that. Um, so Sutton is a talented wide receiver. I want to get that out of the way right right away. But, but fair, Judy fair is not a joke. Judy is very good. They drafted exactly. multiple wide receivers to help Drew Locke. There's going to be a lot of mouths to feed, like you mentioned here. And they still have Noah Fant. They drafted another tight end, which we'll get into on the winners. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how Sutton does this year. And he he didn't get a massive amount of volume last year, even with not really anyone there. Exactly. He was able to just make big plays that really advance his stat line and his fantasy score line. Uh, now they got Melvin Gordon. They still have their 
trio of running backs. Uh, there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed, and it, depending on how Drew Locke, uh, you know, divides up the ball, Corlin Sutton might not get that usual volume or elite talent or stat line. Yeah, I mean, he to. had 100. I mean, 124 targets is a decent amount of targets, right? But that's pretty good. But there was no one there. Noah Fant really didn't do that much last year. I mean, you heard, you saw spurts of his athletic ability. He looks like he can be good, but it wasn't anything on a consistent basis. Uh, the run game was inconsistent at best. Um, Drew Locke looked like he can be the future, but the the target ratio for me, I think, is probably going to be around 95 targets. He's going to drop about 30 targets. That's that a that is a drop. I don't know if I'll be I mean, to go there. I I, I think day. it's going to be in that ninety-five to one hundred range on targets. I, you got a lot of mouths to feed, and we're going to see if that offense. You got to remember Melvin Gordon's there too. So our, in that that defense, exactly. they're going to have Chubb back. You know, they're they're going to have a healthier defense than they did last year. So are they going to run that ball down your throat more often, or you know, that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, you also have to decide the division. The division, I'd say, is a little bit weaker against the run. You have the Chiefs and the uh, Chargers. The Raiders are much better against their run in the, mm-hmm. the past years. So I'm going to take a guess that they're going to be trying to run the ball yeah. on opposing defenses. Yeah, and I mean, they're going to have to have some shootouts. But if they're ahead in Kansas City, they're going to try to run that ball and run that clock because there's speed everywhere on Kansas City. Now, now it could mm-hmm. help because now there's he's not going to get double teamed, yeah. or he will get double yeah. teamed less often, so that creates better matchups for him. So you could argue that while he might have less targets, he'll have more efficient targets. Yeah, true. There's also another end to that is Cortland Sutton is not the rookie wide receiver, so they're most likely going to be looking at him as a primary receiver on a regular basis until Judy steps up and you see Judy for what he's going to be. So we'll have to see, but they're going to have a lot of weapons, which is going to be very interesting. That's a fair enough point, but let's move on to, which I think is the most interesting part about this is all the running backs that got drafted. I mean, I mean, right now, so we got Aaron Jones. He took a massive uh, hit. Uh, Jordan Howard looked like he was going to be the bell cow on the Dolphins. They drafted a running back and they also traded for Matt Breida. Uh, Devin Singletary, he, he looked like he was going to be the guy now that Frank Gore is gone, but they also went and drafted a running back. Uh, Daryl Henderson, yeah, he looked unconsi- or inconsistent yeah. uh, with yeah. his time at the Rams, but they also drafted a running back. So I'm, I'm completely scratching him off of the yeah. fantasy chart. Damian Williams, while well, he was he was also inconsistent, but he was definitely a flex starter. They went in the first round, took a running back. I'm, I'm not ready to completely scratch Damian Williams off the mark, but uh, pretty close. Mark Ingram, they drafted another running back, so now they have four. And the GM is talking about having a running back for each quarter yeah. now. Well, that, that might be just uh, sarcasm and, you know, uh, just having fun with the, the draft. Uh, but there is truth to that as four players are going to get touches, and that's not even including their own quarterback. It's yeah. going to take half of them. Uh, James Conner, he's going to take a hit. They dropped the running back, plus he has massive injury issues. Marlon Mack now took a big hit, and he was relatively ineffective. And injury issues with Marlon Mack. I think this was coming for Marlon Mack a lot. There was a lot of hype last year um, saying that he was going to be 
some amazing running back and it, it wasn't there. He's either hurt or very inconsistent. He can be explosive here and there, but it, it, it's not really anything that's going to be relevant. And he, he's going to, he's going to take a massive hit. All these running backs are going to take a massive hit. Um, Aaron Jones, we already talked about a little bit. I mean, Dylan is going to eat into that offense and it looks like they don't want to have a bell cow, which a lot of teams are doing. So they're going to just, you know, give it to Jamal Williams a little bit, Aaron Jones, a little bit, Dylan a little bit. Um, so it's going to muddy that water for Aaron Jones, which there is going to be a touchdown regression no matter what. Anyways, this year, he was way over what he should have been on how he was actually playing, in my opinion, and the touches he had. Um, Jordan Howard, yeah, he's going to take a little bit of a hit. But I, I see people with him at running back 55. I think that's way too low for Jordan Howard. He at least has touchdown upside. Um, so we'll see if he's going to – he's at least going to get touches and he's going to get goal line touches in my opinion. Um, Singletary, if you want to touch on that. I mean, Devin Singletary, he completely took the starting role away from Frank Gore by the end of the year, and he was putting up like RB2 – high-end RB2 to high-end RB1 numbers, especially because he's a great receiving back, it turns out. Uh, now we, we don't really know how it's going to work out. I mean, he could, they can split 50-50. It could be a 60-40, 70-30. But as of right now, like in a redraft league, I'm a little yeah. worried. I mean, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I like Devin Singletary. I think there's a, a good amount of potential, and he's just going to have to win out his position, and I, I think he can do that. The guy that is very concerning, if you drafted him last year in a dynasty year or dynasty draft, Daryl Henderson. I mean, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm oh, yeah. Brown is pretty much the starter in general, is going to be the starter in that spot unless Cam Akers takes that. Daryl Henderson is going to be a change of pace back. He didn't really show much last year. He had spurts, but not consistent at all. They wouldn't have drafted Cam Akers if they thought Daryl Henderson could be something, in my opinion. I, I, I think Daryl Henderson, that's, that's pretty much it unless something magical happens, but I do not see it. Yeah, he has, to, he has to have a big jump from year one to year two in order for me to sit there and go, yeah, you could be a viable fantasy starter, but until we see that, in a redraft league, I'm definitely passing on him. In Dynasty, yeah. of course, you're going to hold him. But uh, may- maybe try trading him so you can yeah. go for another running back and try to put him on somebody else. But other than that, uh, you're going to sit and wait yeah. and see what happens Ab- there. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, Damian Williams, you know, he's on a top-tier offense, but drafted a running back. We'll see what happens in that situation. Darwin Thompson, it looks like they're obviously not happy with his options. <laughs> um, uh, but we'll see on that. I mean, it. I'm not comfortable with either of them. Clyde Edwards, it was an interesting pick, in my opinion. The best receiving back from what Kansas City thought was the best receiving back in the draft. That's why they got him. We'll see what happens. I'm interested to see how this running back backfield shapes up for Kansas City. Whoever's back there on a consistent basis, if they get a workload, they're going to be fantasy relevant, obviously. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so let's talk about Darwin Thompson. Man. He, he took probably the biggest fall out of any hype train 
I have ever seen. He crashed and burned. I remember last year, everybody was talking about how great he was going to be. He was going to be the steal of the draft. Everybody was reaching to like the seventh round because they just needed to have him on the team. And he had what? 15 carries? Uh, all I do not think it was 15 carries. I'll, I'll look it up while you keep talking. Nice. I mean, he, he, he people were saying take him over Matt Breida, take him over uh, who else was there? There was Breida, there was Daryl Henderson. People were comparing the both, both of them crashed both, and both burned. Crash yeah, and burned and, I mean, Darwin Thompson, so 37 attempts, 128 yards, uh, nine receptions, 43 yards. It, it was nothing crazy. And, you know, they went and got LaShawn McCoy, obviously. Um, but, yeah, yeah, Carlos Hyde, you know, it, it was – it's an interesting thing. But every year there's there's running backs that crash and burn that are rookies for sure. It's going to be interesting to see – what happens this year on what hype train comes up is Clyde Edwards going to be what Kansas city thinks he's going to be, or is he going to drop down too? but Darwin Thompson? Yeah. I mean, even in dynasty at this point, you, you can hold him and see if there's any buzz in training camp, but if there's not, uh, I, I'm getting rid of him or trying to make a move or trying to trade him. Yeah, it's fair enough. I'd, I would I'd trade him as soon as possible for any type of pick I could get. Uh, lastly on this list, we'll add these two receivers. We'll pair them up together okay. just to save some time. Uh, John Ross and oh, Sean yes. Jackson. Okay, so John Ross, I mean, they drafted T. Higgins. You love T. Higgins. That's known. You, you're very – you were a little upset that, they, that the Niners didn't get T. Higgins, correct? Was, and, I mean, I think we harder, both were on yes. the same page that – that would have been a good fit. Um, yeah, they needed yeah, a little. You know, they needed guy. a red zone threat. They needed a bigger guy. Um, but they didn't go that way. They went an opposite way. Um, T. Higgins is a is a very good receiver. Um, we will see what happens. But they got A.J. Green, T. Higgins. They got your boy. He's Tyler Boyd. John Ross is kind of the odd man out here. Just because he's fast, people want to label him as a great, great potential receiver. But I think we've seen in the NFL a lot of the times possession receivers and big guys they always end up uh, with the yeah. upper hand. And I mean, who's going to be on the outside? AJ Green and T Higgins are going to be on the outside. Who's going to be in the slot? Tyler Boyd's going to be in the slot. Yeah. Where's John Ross in this situation? Or- um, uh, he, he's going to end up turning into probably yeah. a gadget player, you know, four wide receiver sets. But why would they go into four wide receiver sets? They have Tyler Eifert. They still have uh, Joe Mixon to get the ball to. I mean, this, uh, there's a lot of mouths yes, to feel. Yes, uh, 100%. Um, and, you know, they have Gio Bernard, too. So they, they have – Exactly. Yeah, they have a lot of so different want- options. Um, Deshaun Jackson. So obviously he's with the Eagles again. They did a whole pretty much overhaul on wide receiver this year. You know, uh, Jalen Rieger, which is a great pick. Uh, John Hightower, Quiz Watkins, who who ran a four three five at the 40, 40 yard dash, and then they traded for Marquise Goodwin. So where is Deshaun Jackson going to be in here when he's thirty four this year, and was limited to three games with an abdominal issue last year? I think he 
Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you're welcome, oh, sir. Sorry. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Deshaun Jack, he's the odd man out. I'll finish what you were going to say. Uh, he he has no space. He's going to be a training camp body, and then he's going to be a preseason casualty, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, right now, they have bigger issues on the helm as in who's going to start quarterback, uh, Wentz or Hurts. So uh, they're going to be dealing with that while they figure out their wide receiver position and that they greatly improved, in my opinion. I think Marquise Goodwin is an extremely underrated wide receiver and that they got at a great price. And the Jalen Rieger, who I think is an also another great receiver that they got in the first round, uh, I think Wentz has a lot of yeah. options that he can go to. And I think Deshaun Jackson just isn't going to be Yeah, I, I don't think so. Not at all. I mean, Marquise Goodwin is is a Jackson-esque player, if you can say that, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I don't see it happening. I think he's going to get released um, or someone's going to make a move to get him. I, I don't see someone making a move to get him. He's, he, he's starting to go downhill from there, but we'll have to see. We done with the losers? We going to the winners or anything? You like yeah, some winners? Like winners? You want to start it off? I like the winners. Yeah, uh, I mean, we just touched on John Ross being a loser, but that means oh, the Bengals yeah. offense is a winner. Yeah, uh, I mean, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, Nazi Higgins, Joe Mixon, Eifer—they got their new quarterback. I mean, if they if they're able to put it together, I they think can be I think this is going to be a a for this offense at least is going to be a big turnaround from what we saw last year. By far, if Burrow can even be oh, yeah. uh, just decent, that offensive line is going to be better. Remember, they drafted a they drafted an offensive lineman last year that got hurt immediately before even I think right in training camp. Yeah. He will be back. That offensive line will be a lot better. Burrow is definitely a lot better than Dalton. You have your wide receivers back. You drafted a wide receiver. Mixon's in the backfield that will have at least some sort of space. Uh, the offense is going to be immensely better. Oh, yeah, that should be a top-five offense, Ooh. in my opinion. And I fully expect it to be a top-five offense. I think Joe Mixon gets the best bump out of this now that he's not going to see the mm-hmm. 10-man ten, fronts, knowing that he's the only, per, only playmaker okay. on that offense now. Uh, uh, I'm putting Joe Mixon in the, in the, in the yeah. RB1 range. Are we, talking, are, are we talking top-five RB1, or are we talking top-10? Um, I've I won't draft him in the top five for the top 10, just mm-hmm. out of security concerns, just, you know, just out of a little bit of weary and knowing that there are probably more mm-hmm. safer running backs to go with in the first round. But yeah, I, I see him finishing the year at least. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it looks good for him. And if I remember correctly, this is a contract year for him. Contract years, usually players try to play their best. You know, they usually have some big years for most people. So I'm high on Mixon. You know I have him on Dynasty. Hopefully he he does amazing things. Hopefully the Bengals do great things this year, which I think they will. Um, This is your Danny Dimes. I I want you to handle Danny Dimes here, dude. I mean, he was one of the most hit quarterbacks in the NFL last year, and the Giants decided to be semi-intelligent, and they drafted four O-linemen in this draft, including – the first round one, and Andrew Thomas. Uh, this is not only a huge win for 
McDaniels, but this is a huge one for Saquon Barkley because they didn't add any real threats to him, uh, to his job, obviously, at the running back position, and they didn't really add any wide receivers to take potential receptions away from him. So uh, this is a huge one for Barkley and a great win for Daniel because now he has time in the pocket, and we should hopefully see his uh, fumbles lost numbers go down just yeah, because he has more time. I totally agree. Saquon is going to eat this year. Uh, Daniel Dimes, hopefully he keeps progressing like he's been doing um, instead of that second-year slump, which a lot of people – have as quarterbacks so you have tape but yeah i mean four offensive linemen taken they really prioritized making sure that their franchise guys are protected and have what they need um i would like a little more weapons for danny dimes but i mean this is a perfect setup to start building that team exactly um so the, the, the Giants are worried that Daniel will have a uh, Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield type regression, and one of Daniel uh, Baker Mayfield's biggest uh, issues was uh, that his old line just never gave him time in the pocket. So I mean, they went out and fixed that problem, so that his sophomore slump doesn't necessarily Hopefully, happen. We'll find out. So Jalen Rieger for the Eagles wide receiver. Uh, this is. If I remember correctly, kind of your guy, you like him. Yeah, I thought Jalen Rieger was a great pick for the Eagles. And he, he while the Eagles did go out and help out the position in wide receiver, uh, Jalen should be the number one there. He should be the best. And when there's no competition, you're just going to get the receptions, the targets, and the touchdowns in the yards. I think Jalen Rieger will be a great fantasy option not only in dynasty but redraft leagues oh, wow by the okay of it. i like it i mean he's he's definitely a talented wide receiver i think he was a little underrated for how good this it was a deep wide receiver class this draft obviously and there was a lot of good players but i think rieger was definitely undervalued for how good he actually is i think we'll see that a little bit this year but i think his second year is going to be uh awesome uh, i think he's got really high potential in my opinion um Lev Bell. So the Jets the Jets got Beckton oh, yeah. to help him out. And I know you marked this, but they still have Adam Gase. So how's that going to work? That's a fair point. I mean, Adam Gase is going to ruin any type of potential you have as a player. But as a fantasy owner, I don't really care about your wins and losses. I want you to put up fantasy points. So as long as Lev Bell gets four or five receptions per game and maybe uh, 50 yards and a touchdown rushing, then uh, my stat line will be all right for you. I like it. I like it. So (laughs) Drew Locke, you liked him last year. You picked a lot of good quarterbacks last year, and he was one of them. Uh, Obviously, Danny Dimes was one of them. And Drew Locke really came on last year. Elway locked him in as the starting signal caller, obviously, in 2020. And T doubled down, as you say, drafting, I mean, Jerry Judy in the 15th. You have KJ Hamler in the second. You have tight end Albert. I can't even say the last name. Um, Yeah, (laughs) big last name. But you have weapons everywhere. I mean, you got to think. You got Cortland Sutton. You got Noah Fant as well. And you got Melvin Gordon. You have weapons everywhere so he's 
Elway's trying to make sure his quarterback has everything he needs this year, and I think that is the, is a huge boost for Drew Locke long-term, for sure. Oh, yeah, long, not only long-term, but fantasy-wise, we're going to see his passing numbers just skyrocket. He's going to have the ability to throw deep. He has the ability to check down. He has the ability to throw short and intermediate routes. Uh, he has it all. I mean, there's no – as you know, you, you try not to say – player has no excuses because he did play only what like four mm-hmm. or five games last year and he's still technically i want to still con- technically consider him a rookie but he's yes. in a great position and to elway definitely made that a priority so you know he sees a lot in him which is good news for them uh dak prescott you know jerry jones i definitely thought he was going to go pass rusher something different uh, but cd lamb dropped them in the first and he got one of the top three, obviously. Some people have him number one. Some people have him number two. Some people have him number three. It's kind of whatever your flavor is. But CeeDee Lamb was one of the best wide receivers in this class. And they already have Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and obviously Zeke. So Dak, obviously, in my opinion, gets a bump. He has weapons everywhere. This is a contract year for him, obviously. So they are trying to make sure and see what Dak is actually going to be. Yeah, I mean, Dak already had great numbers. Yeah. Great underrated numbers. He was posting up fantastic fantasy numbers for everybody that owned him and started him. Uh, and now you give him a potential elite wide receiver on top of Amari Cooper, on top of a great running game, and a great pass catching running back on t- uh, added with that. Uh, Jack Prescott is in a is probably one of the best positions to succeed out of the, all the wide all the quarterbacks so that we talked I, about. I do have a question because I know you own Zeke in a dynasty league. Do you think that hurts him a little bit? It's hard to say because the offense has always ran yeah. through Zeke the past years. I don't yeah. think it'll magically change. Uh, he might get he might get less yards. I don't. I think mean, the touchdown number could actually increase. Yeah, I believe he had a down year yeah. last year. According so, Philip Rivers, I put him on here. You know, <laughs> we're not fans of Philip Rivers, but Michael Pittenham, I, no, I am no, a no. fan of Michael Pittenham. Uh, wide receiver from USC, got him in the second round. Uh, very talented wide receiver. His dad was actually a running back for the Buccaneers. He's a talented wide receiver, 6'4". I was honestly thinking the Niners could go out and get him. I wanted the Raiders to go out and get him. Big body guy, catches, runs really good routes. That's just a bump in my opinion. They also got Jonathan Taylor that we talked about earlier. Trey Burton, we're not really fans of, but they're just trying to get him as many weapons as possible for Phillip Rivers. And he is behind a very solid offensive line, if you actually look at the numbers. So, to me, it's a bump. They still have T.Y. Hilton. Paris Campbell was hurt a lot last year if he's healthy. I mean, he is a speed weapon. We'll see, but I'm going to give them uh, – Philip Rivers a little bump there. Yeah, uh, he definitely turns – I believe I, I would say he's definitely going to yeah. be a fantasy starting quarterback. He probably – He usually is. Is, is where I label him? Yeah, it's usually a streamer. I mean, he disappointed a lot Oof, of people, including yeah. me last year, which ruined my chances at playoffs. Yeah, we all remember. <laughs> we don't want to remember, but we do. Uh, but you know, unless his arm completely goes yeah, out, he should definitely. be fine. Um, Leonard Fournette. 
so we all know there was rumors. I mean, it seems like Jacksonville has absolutely no idea what they're doing. Um, but <laughs> so I don't know if this is a bad thing or a good thing that he's on Jacksonville still, but for me, it's a good thing because they have no depth on the running back position. It looked like he was going to be traded. He's still going to get the same volume uh, unless Raquel Armstead uh, takes over that spot and gets a lot of touches, which actually could be a, a good sleeper in dynasty if you're looking out. Um, but Fournette's going to get all of the volume if he's still on a team. Is it going to be good volume? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, but I do think it's a it's a little bump for him, seeing that they didn't draft a a good running back, or any running back. Yeah, I mean, we we, we they have been true. They have some receivers, and uh, their defense definitely regressed last year. I think it'll get better. Uh, I see it as a formula for Leonard Fournette to recover. And I believe this is a mm-hmm. contract year for him also. So I, I fully expect him to ball out and become that running back that we all know he can be. As long as he doesn't get injured. Yeah, I, I mean, Jacksonville right. can obviously screw him up, which they seem to do a lot. Um, they're a very dysfunctional team. But, yeah, I mean, he's obviously a talent, and he's going to get the volume there. I, I think you go with it as long as he's healthy. Uh, like you said, uh, Justin Jefferson, I mean – this is one of the wide receivers that I absolutely love this year. And I am very happy that he went to the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, but my opinion, I'm very happy that he landed there. Diggs is obviously in Buffalo now. It, it With Diggs leaving, it puts a clear path for Jefferson to go into immediate Vikings. I'm not saying he's going to be super, super productive right away. But you know he's going to be on the field almost 90% of the time. Uh, they're not going to have that many other options. So, to me, he's very good. He's very consistent. He runs really good routes. He has good hands. I think this is a good spot for him. Yeah, I mean, right now, Thielen is their only yep. viable wide receiver. Now you have Jefferson. Now you have Mr. Jefferson uh, in town. And if he's going to be the number two, then he's going to be in a great spot where they have a good lineman, they have a serviceable quarterback, they got a good running game. So, I mean, he's going to see some favorable coverages knowing that he is a rookie and he should be able to take advantage as long as Kirk Cousins uh, can throw a good, accurate ball and isn't throwing it only 10 times <laughs> So game, maybe then. He should be just fine. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Do you I'll have anyone else we, uh, you want to add here? Uh, just a quick shout-out to Josh Allen because that team did do a great job giving yes. him – Stefan Diggs and some weapons, then a running back to help the running game. So with that dominant defense, uh, Josh Allen is also an a absolute great spot, spot to succeed. succeed. Um, he's looking good and hopefully he keeps progressing. Uh, he looks great. That Buffalo Bills team just looks like they are going to be some trouble for everybody. Yeah, with the Patriots going down, there needs to be a new sheriff over there. In that Patriots division, and is uh, Josh Allen like the sheriff going to take it? Whew, I could see him with a little cowboy hat, give him a little it. badge. All right, man, I could see it. Yeah. All right, so we on our YouTube channel. We are going to be posting videos of us going in a little deep dive of each division, ranking them, ranking their draft. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. You get to see our faces. You get to see us quarantine lifestyle wise. Uh, 
uh, obviously the channel is going to be top tier tactics fantasy football. Hope to see you there. And yeah, uh, I mean, if there's that, anything you luck. guys want us, we're separated at this point. If you have uh, something you want Nader to do for a personal video or me to do for a personal video, subscribe, like, comment, uh, and we can do it. We got plenty of time to do that until this quarantine is over, and then we'll go back to business as usual. All right, man. All right, guys. This is booming. See you next time.